It's the 165th quack cast. This is called Mediocre Expectations. Someone has mentioned I tend to be a little repetitive as this podcast series goes on, and there is some truth to that. There is some new information in this particular quack cast, but there's other information that I have talked about before. It gets down to the issue when you do these things, are you doing it as a self-contained podcast or do you include and assume that people have heard everything you've talked about in the past i tend to try and do these as self-contained so that you only have to listen to this one to get the whole picture however large swaths of this podcast contain no new information if you're a long-time listener which right there is probably a dsm4 diagnosis so let's get to it I had a dickens of a time writing this entry. The last week has been spent in New York at Nexus. It is safe to say that New York has plenty of distractions for us Doug the Dog types. Reality may be a honey badger, but New York is a squirrel. I say that when I travel, I usually do not come across food better than I can find in Portland. Not true of New York. It joins Paris and New Orleans as the holy trinity of good eats, although I will continue to stick with Pacific Northwest beer. And the unfortunate rule is that for every day you are gone, three days of work piles up. I really need to stop taking time off. I spoke at Nexus on a favorite topic of mine, how acupuncture works. It doesn't. The video should be up on the internet if you want to watch it. But I discussed a few studies that I have found interesting. Like all studies, no single paper is definitive. The third law of the medical literature states that for every study, there is an equal and opposite study. Perhaps a bit of an exaggeration, but I do find the direction that the following studies point interesting, both as to acupuncture's mechanism of inaction and how the mind functions, making them worth collecting in this podcast. In a weird way, the secret is true. Expectations can influence the outcomes of an intervention such as acupuncture. If you have confidence in a procedure and believe you are going to have a salubrious effect, acupuncture will work. In the article, The Impact of Patient Expectations on Outcomes in Four Randomized Controlled Trials of Acupuncture in Chronic Pain, they took 864 patients who received either 12 sessions of acupuncture or minimal sham acupuncture. This was superficial needling of non-acupuncture points over an eight-week period. Patients were asked at baseline whether they considered acupuncture to be an effective therapy in general and what they personally expected from that treatment. After three acupuncture sessions, patients were asked how confident they were that they would benefit from the treatment strategy they were receiving. Patients were classified as responders if the respective main outcome measure improved by at least 50%, end of quote. The patients had four kinds of pain, migraine, tension headache, chronic low back pain, and osteoarthritis of the knee. One each, no one suffered from all four simultaneously. And they all had 12 sessions of acupuncture or sham acupuncture. As mentioned, the sham acupuncture is superficial needling of non-acupuncture points. Since the only places on the body that do not have acupuncture points, depending on the style of acupuncture, are the eyes, under the fingernails, and the genitals, this must have been a very unhappy control group. If the patient had the expectation that acupuncture was going to be effective in relieving pain, 
then they were better off than their long-suffering skeptical compatriots. With a decrease in pain, and the response lasted for six months. This is not the only study to show that expectation that acupuncture will be effective is the important thing in causing a beneficial effect. Practice practitioner or placebo, a multifactorial mixed methods randomized controlled trial of acupuncture, found that fake acupuncture was equal to real acupuncture, again as if there's a difference, but it was the quote, beliefs about treatment veracity that shape how patients self-report outcomes. And it is not just the patient's belief, quote, the individual practitioner and the patient's belief had a significant effect on outcome. There have been other studies that show a similar correlation between expectation and acupuncture outcome, but in concordance with the third law, quote, there is some evidence that response expectancies interact with outcomes in acupuncture trials. However, the variety of question phrasing and analysis methods precludes drawing a firm conclusion about whom and under what circumstances. Some studies have shown an effect of expectation, some have not. Adequate blinding of patient and practitioner and patient expectations need to be controlled for and reported in acupuncture trials in order for the study to be both properly performed and interpreted. Although I would suggest that based on the data to date, no acupuncture studies need to be done, nor are such studies ethically justified. Also, if a patient is told that a needle is being used for pain instead of to relieve pain, they will have a different response to the same jab. A needle perceived as beneficial activates different parts of the brain than a needle that is perceived as painful, but it is the same needle stuck in the same place. I suppose that would be true for anyone who's not a masochist. And patients can be conditioned to have the right response to being jabbed with a therapeutic needle. Pain relief from acupuncture is a learned response, probably not unlike the heat from hot sauce, which is added to food to enhance it. No, it doesn't. If I had no ethical boundaries, I would train our phlebotomy techs to tell patients that when they were searching for a good vein from which to draw blood, that they were also looking for acupoints and that they were going to draw blood using an acupuncture needle technique to decrease pain and discomfort. I bet it would work, and it would make an interesting study on placebo effects. But it gets even weirder. All the above studies involve touching people, albeit with needles. There is a spooky literature about inducing the same effects as acupuncture in patients, but not even touching the person. There is this curious effect called the rubber hand illusion. First, you place a rubber hand in such a manner that it can be positioned as if it were part of a patient's body, and then you hide their real hand. You should check out some references on the internet to see how it works. When you simultaneously stroke the real hand and the rubber hand with a brush, by doing this, you trick the brain into thinking that the rubber hand is the real hand. If you touch the rubber hand with an ice cube, even a fake ice cube, the brain will feel cold. Or hit the rubber hand with a mallet, and the brain will feel it. Weird. So what happens if you do acupuncture on a rubber hand? Well, meridians and key spontaneously form in the rubber hand, and the patient will experience the same effects as acupuncture. 
It's interesting, but patients will have the same physiologic effects of acupuncture to a real hand if sham or real acupuncture is done on a rubber hand. And acupuncture on a rubber hand will induce the same fMRI changes that the real brain gets from real acupuncture in a real hand. Weird. But it even gets weirder. Someone, probably a former mime doing acupuncture against the wind or some such, developed phantom acupuncture where the therapist goes through the motions of acupuncture but does not actually touch the patient. Some people find the phantom acupuncture credible, going so far as to have the de-key sensation, which is supposed to be the magic sensation when acupuncture needles enter the skin. The result is the same. Some of the physiologic responses of real acupuncture occur with phantom acupuncture. And the physiologic response to the phantom intervention varied depending on whether the subject was convinced or not by phantom acupuncture. So, real acupuncture has the same effects as sham acupuncture. Twirled toothpicks are as good as needles. It does not matter where the needles are placed or even if needles are used. The effects depend in large part on expectancy and beliefs that can be conditioned in patients. An acupuncture effect can, in part, be induced in a rubber hand or even in thin air. Steve Novella refers to acupuncture as theatrical placebo, or as one author stated, a complex ritualistic somatosensory intervention. But these studies would suggest that all the effects of acupuncture are manufactured in the mind, with no cause and effect in external reality. We create our acupuncture reality from the quantum... Oh, man. Chopra was right. Just kidding. He's still full of shit. And that ends the 165th QuackCast. Go to edgydoc.com to find my growing multimedia empire of podcasts and books and iPhone apps and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Talk to you next time. Bye.